Welcome to UVA Radio's only historical drinking game, Alternative History. It's your host, Ezra Odie, and I'm here with a very special guest today, my mother, Samantha Stobart Odie. Hi. <laughs> Are you excited to be here? I'm very excited. Um, I never imagined when I had children um, that I would be having a drinking podcast game um, where I have to drink and get drunk in front of my daughter um, and since I'm sure I won't know any of the answers it's going to be a bit yeah wild <laughs> so that will be put in the baby book baby's first drinking podcast <laughs> and I'll do my best not to swear this much this time okay but no promises Me too. <laughs> so how interested in history are you would you say um, I think I'm very interested in it because I have a family um, who talk about history and politics all the time. Um, so I guess that I'm very interested for the short time that that conversation is going on. Um, once I <laughs> leave the room, then all of those historical facts leave my brain. Um, but maybe as we drink more, they'll, they'll all come flooding back. Exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure you got this, Mum. <laughs> And then finally, how confident are you feeling on a scale from one to ten? Um, as I say, I think that after <laughs> sip number two, um, I'll definitely feel really confident. <laughs> um, but I guess because it's multiple choice, it'll be a it's bit... It's not multiple choice, it's oh, true or it? false. Oh, true or false. <laughs> right. Well, that's a bit like multiple choice. And since I've got... I think I've got GCSE history, so... <laughs> I've got high hopes. So we'll break down the rules of the game again because it's, it has been a hot minute since we've done a podcast. And just to remind my mum, who apparently thought it was multiple choice. <laughs> so I will read out a historical fact. Will either be true or something I made up. And my mum will have to decide whether it's true or false. And if she gets it wrong, she has to drink. And if she gets it right, I have to drink. And today, because as it always is when an actual adult is a guest on my show, they buy the alcohol. <laughs> and today, because it's my mum and I'm not going to make her do vodka shots, uh, we're drinking champagne because we're bougie. <laughs> so we've got some lovely eight euro Prosecco from Albert Hyde. <laughs> so are you ready for the first fact? I'm ready. Fact number one. Christmas was shortened to Xmas in a corporate slash political attempt to make the holiday less focused on religion. True or false? Hmm. Now, this is also um, that I can look at you. <laughs> it's almost, I've got my poker face. Yeah, I've got it's my almost poker a, face. a test of how well do you know your daughter. <laughs> can um, you tell if your daughter's lying to ooh, you? Oh, I can tell. <laughs> um, I would say that's true. It's false. What? Ha, ha, ha. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So now my mum has to drink. My first sip, sip. of the day, <laughs> I promise. It was actually, X is a, an ancient symbol for Christ. So it was literally just shortening it. Yeah. But it is kind of like, there is a, like a theory going around that people are saying that it's because like corporations wanted to make it less about religion, but it's not true. No. It's just an ancient symbol for Christ. Nothing, nothing to do with Coca-Cola then. No. <laughs> so, fact number two. Yes. A buttload is an actual measurement based off historical wine measurements. It's actually like a real measurement. A buttload. A buttload. So that means like a lot of things. Yeah, like if you said I had a buttload of champagne. 
Um, it's not just a, a saying, it's an actual defined measurement with a certain, like, number of whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because butt sounds like bottom, <laughs> which is, that's, like, a bit rude. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure that... Did you say wine or beer? A historical wine measurement. A historical wine so measurement. So it would be like a fluid measurement. So you could say that a buttload is so many well, um, I've certainly gallons been, or whatever. I certainly have a lot of experience of drinking wine. <laughs> um, and I don't think I've ever measured, measured this. Um, so I'm going mm. to say that that's false. Oh, Mum, it's true. Oh, what? <laughs> a buttload is 126 gallons. Well, you see, I've That's never drunk that much. <laughs> so I wouldn't know. Ever? Or in one go or in your lifetime? Because I would like to differ. Okay, in one go, of course. <laughs> well, take your drink. Oh, man. This is really bad. Although, yeah, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> you get a free excuse to drink your champagne. Mm. Not that you need one. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Are we, are we ready for fact number three? Uh, uh, Where's your confidence at right now? It's rock bottom. <laughs> it's down in my butt. <laughs> you do not have a buttload of confidence right now. <laughs> okay, fact number three. Russia didn't consider beer an alcoholic beverage until 2011. It was registered as a soft drink before. True or false? Well, that's a bit tricky. If you just said vodka, <laughs> then... I don't know, one would have thought that they just, they kind of brush their teeth in it, don't they? <laughs> Come on now, I mean, even the Russians must admit that there's alcohol in vodka. I don't know. Um, 2011. 2011 was when it was officially registered as an alcoholic beverage. Before that, it was registered as a soft drink. Yeah, well, you see, because they're used to downing vodka morning, <laughs> noon and night... We're just perpetrating stereotypes and, and, here. <laughs> yeah, God. gosh, I hope nobody who's Russian. I'm really sorry to any Russian people who I'm sure have got absolutely <clears throat> gorgeous teeth because they use their, their oh vodka my, to oh brush their teeth. I don't know. Oh this is getting worse and worse, isn't it? You yeah. just get out of the hole, okay. hand me the shovel. <laughs> OK, so I'm going to say... What am I going to say? Is it... True or false is what you got to say. One of the two. 50-50 uh, chance. Here, okay, Mom. so they... 2011 is when they decided that beer was alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's true. It is true! Well oh, wow. You got one right. I've got one right by insulting every... <laughs> All Russians state of Russia, Which could be a bit risky. Oh, and my daughter is drinking in front of me. Oh, shock, horror, gas. Not like surprised. this is the first time that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. So we were, we're two for me, one for you. Okay. At least you've got one point. You can uh, walk who's away. keeping score? Timo's keeping score. My boyfriend Timo is here. Well, he doesn't seem he's to be writing score. anything down. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Fact number four. Joining a communist party in the US was still illegal up until 2004 when it was finally decriminalised. Again, a lot of sort of... Um, <laughs> a lot of these questions... I'm not going to say anything now because I don't, don't, even... don't want to insult anybody from the US <laughs> or Russia. I mean, to be fair, um, I insult people from the US all the time. Yeah. No offence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, being... Can you repeat the question? Yeah. Sorry. 
Got distracted there. Yeah. Joining a communist party in the US was still illegal up until 2004 when it was finally decriminalised. Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's all right to join, like, the Ku Klux Klan or <laughs> something like that, but... America! Yeah, exactly, and, and kind of shoot your neighbour. Um, I would say true. It's false. Oh. And do you know why it's false? No, tell it's me. It's still fucking illegal to join a Isn't communist it? party. Sorry for swearing. Still illegal to join a communist party. In but the you US. can join the officially clan. Yeah, yeah. But you know, she- like the Red Scare, where everyone was terrified of communists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that just because of that, because of how kind of reds under your bed or something. That makes no sense to. <laughs> Timo <laughs> chiming in over here. Freedom of expression. I thought that even extends to being socialist, communist, and. Well, I guess, you know, freedom of expression is, is a lot about what they talk... I mean, it's illegal. I doubt they enact it nowadays. But it's because in America there was that Red Scare, which was mm. massive, yeah. where, you know, they were just rounding up anyone who was slightly alternative, accusing them of being a communist and killing them, all basically. All in the name of freedom. Yeah, all in the name <laughs> of freedom. It's always in the name of freedom But you America. can, jo- you can join all these other, the other um, religious cults and, yeah. uh, I don't know, marry your cousin and... Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm throwing out some hot opinions yeah, about America. Gosh, yeah, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Um, no, me. I'm glad we share the same opinions, though, because yes, I good. completely well, agree with I you. I wonder where we got them from. <laughs> okay, d- so I have to take another drink. Do yeah. I? Okay. Have you not yet? Come on. No. <laughs> Down the hatch. <laughs> and I, should I slurp? <laughs> the, the ASMR. <laughs> Fact number five. Five. So are we halfway through? Yes. It's 10 questions. Okay, right. The first episode I did 20, got a bit out of hand. (laughs) Got a bit, ended up with me taking 12 shots in 20 minutes. Wow, okay. Yeah, so we're not doing that anymore. No, We're we're down to 10 questions now. Okay, I can handle 10. Okay, fact number five. Five, yeah. Unicorns did actually exist at one point, dating back to around 29,000 years ago. True or false? Well. Well. I was in Edinburgh... (laughs) Um, and I know that their sort of symbol of their city or whatever is a unicorn. It's the symbol of Scotland, Mum. Oh, is it the, the symbol whole, of Scotland? This was, a fact, Scotland. this was a fact on the last goddamn episode. Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Well, she doesn't even okay. listen to my podcast, guys. No, no, I, d- I did, but again, it, I listened to it and then it just goes out of my brain. I can't keep too much information <laughs> in my brain. Um, so, but that doesn't make it a real thing. Because it's just a mythical creature. Yeah, my fact is saying that it was real a really long time ago. I mean, really? (laughs) No. You're saying false? Absolutely. Final answer? Final answer. Locked in? Locked in. You're wrong. (laughs) Okay, show show me a unicorn. Because there are like a million kids who would love... I mean, unicorns are like the thing now. So, I mean, every child wants a unicorn. I'm I'm googling it for you, Mum. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's not that dolphin with the. I mean, because that isn't a unicorn. I want to see a real horse with it. Yeah. I never said it looked like unicorns look like nowadays. I really wish like this was a, a visual medium as well, so I could show you yeah, guys. Well, a unicorn. I'll tell you what it looks like: a blinking hairy rhinoceros. It does not look okay. It, it looks does kind of, look like okay. A... No, it kind of looks like a hairy cow with a horn. 
Um, oh, gosh, a cow with a horn. There's a surprise. <laughs> that is not a unicorn, Evie. Well, it was sorry. one horn, though. It was, it's called the Siberian unicorn. Google it at home. Oh, well, I think home. the Siberians <laughs> are trying to cash in on the old <laughs> unicorn craze. It's all that bloody vodka. Right? Yeah, they found a skull. <laughs> they found a skull in Kazakhstan. Did they really? And it's... <laughs> okay. And the hush doesn't believe me. Google it for yourselves. There's a Guardian article about it. Yeah. It's called the Siberian Unicorn. The Siberian Unicorn. Take, right, well, cheers. Take, take your drink, Mum, even if you don't believe me. the Siberian me. Unicorn, which is actually a load of bollocks. <laughs> Google it and make your own opinion whether you agree with me or my mum. All right, fact number six. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So, the first country to grant women the right to vote was Russia. Oh, why are we, go- why are we back there again? <laughs> Back in Russia. I so don't you know can... much about Russia. Well, you got some some opinions about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> True or false? Well, all, all I know, Emily Pankhurst, um, I believe, is from Manchester. Yeah, but that's the the UK suffrage movement. Yes. Yeah, that's not worldwide though. Like I know, I know who Emily is. Yeah. Emily, you know, my good, my good friend. Yeah, <laughs> Emily. She blinking would be a good friend of yours. I can tell you. <laughs> Um, so she's from Manchester, good northern lass. My mum's from Manchester, just for context here. Oh, absolutely. Spot <laughs> the accent. Um, so you're telling me that the Russians were doing it first? The Russians were doing it is first. That what you, is that what you're saying about the voting? Yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm saying. The Russians... Either way, I don't think, like, even... OK, so I'm not going to admit whether it's true or false because blah, 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 that's the game. Okay. But even if it was Russia who was first, whether it was or not... I, that's not guaranteeing that England was second. I don't even think England was in the top ten of countries that legalised the vote. Um, I mean, I'm not quite... Okay, don't quote me on this. Are you dissing, Emily? I'm not fucking dissing Emily, Emily You fucking are. I respect um, Emily. I'm just not saying every, she was right, the first. Listen, all, all my manky friends. <laughs> manky friends? Manks. They're called manks. <laughs> manky unions. Um, so, did Russia... Russian Rus- women get the vote before everyone else. Yeah, that's no. that's the statement. No. Oh, you're right. It's false. Yeah, of do you want, it's false. Do you want to make a guess of, of who it was? What country well, was the first? obviously Manchester. <laughs> first of all, Manchester's not a country, Mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of is. And second of all, it was New Zealand. Oh. Yeah. Gosh, they're terribly forward-thinking, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take my drink now. <laughs> oh, gosh, I was going to take a drink. <laughs> I mean, feel free. There are rules, but you can yeah. drink as much as you want. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the... To Emily. <laughs> yeah, to Emily, absolutely. All right, next what? one. Mm. <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. What's the score, Timo? Well, it has two points. Well, it's better than none. <laughs> are you sure, Timo? I mean, I'm, if was... you're not writing it down, I'm... <laughs> We don't believe him. He's not right. I guess the New Zealand one, and then you got the one beer about one. Beer, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, you got that one wrong. Wait, beer. Oh my god. You see, this is this is, is, this is why doing? this is why I asked someone else to take the the, yeah. the score and because I, have to I say, always forget. Timo, you know my big tip to you <laughs> as the oldest person in this room is. Always write things down. I get, I get, him, she, I get him a post-it and a pen, yeah. and he's not been using it. No. That's all well, I want to say. Yeah, he's but you stop fiddling about with the <laughs> prosecco cork. <laughs> this is serious stuff, man. And if you can't remember, I'm winning. Okay. 
<laughs> Listen, I don't think that we, we shouldn't go that far, but okay. Yeah, he's paying no, for you dinner. Got the, you got the Russia. Russia he's paying for dinner. Beer. I'm winning. Uh, right. Next fact. Yes. All English people used to speak with what we now know as the American accent. The English accent only developed in the upper echelons of high society in England after they had colonised America because they wanted to sound different to them. Do you understand that or should I phrase it differently? So you're saying <laughs> that all the English people went over to America and colonised them? Colonised. Colonised them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we got English accents from being over in America. No, I'm saying okay. that... What we now know as the American accent yeah. was how everyone in England talked back in the day, right? Mm. And then the English went over to America. Yeah. Some people stayed, some went back. Yeah. And the people in America kept the same accent. They didn't change anything. It was the English that changed the accent to be different in the, in the like, aristocracy. Well, when did this high. happen? Because I can't imagine people <laughs> like Shakespeare and Chaucer with an American accent <laughs> and... No. I mean, <laughs> you should I mean, see the look on her face Canterbury right now. Tales She's with so an English disgruntled. Accent. Well, I mean, it just doesn't sound right, does it? Um, so you're saying false. Is that your yeah. final answer? Yeah. You're wrong. What? Yeah. This is true. It's true. So I it's, think you... I mean, no, I'm not. Just fucking making this no, up as you go along, honestly. <laughs> okay, listen, Google it, all right? Google oh, it. Oh, here we go. Because, no, no, no. Google it. It's, it's commonly said, since you brought up Shakespeare, in the article that I read about this, one of many articles I read about this, because yeah. I, I do my fact-checking, they said that Shakespeare sounds better in an American drawl. It wasn't exactly the same as uh, the American accent nowadays, but the accent that used to be in England before they went to America was much more similar to the American accent than it is to the accent English people have nowadays. But which American accent? Like Valley Girl or Texas or New York or... Okay, so so the article I read started getting really in-depth about linguistics, and I am Mm. no linguistics student, you guys got to go to Natty for that stuff, but um, it was about R's and how in, in England they don't really pronounce the R so much. Like butter, yeah, you know, yeah. and and things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's um, that evolved after time. Right. Whereas in America, they they say ours. So you tell me that Chaucer had an American accent, not American like we know nowadays, but yeah, closer okay. to American than 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 what we know. So Shakespeare, Shakespeare's plays would have been um, spoken. And what about Samuel Pepys? I don't know, Mum. I don't know every person from history and their accent. <laughs> Still not. Too- <laughs> just rub it into you, just, uh, don't just, you? Uh, you okay all right so that i mean i've just i've lost now there's nothing i can do well we're not gonna stop <laughs> that's it yeah, podcast over right. i don't want to play anymore just cuts out right here my mum runs screaming from the room <laughs> okay so next fact fact number eight iron maidens widely believed to be used throughout the whole of the middle ages were only invented right at the end of medieval times and were not used as frequently as thought. Mm. You see, I... I you, know, thought, you know what an Iron Maiden is, Well, right? I thought it was a pop group. OK, pop, well, first well, of all, not a lot pop. of people will shoot you for calling yeah, it pop. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry to all those um, heavy metal people. Um, is, it, is it called heavy metal? It's rock. It's rock. I thought it was heavy metal. Well, I mean, let's just say under the umbrella term. We're not. We're not oh. getting into this debate, okay? Oh, no, no. We're, we're, umbrella we just, term. We're of not rock. talking about music, are no, we? No. Anyway, you know I what? thought that Iron Maiden was a heavy metal band. 
It is as well. And a th- an, an Iron Maiden is like a torture thing, is it? Yeah, it's like, imagine like a coffin. Yeah. But with spikes on the inside. Yeah, and yeah, And you yeah. close it. Okay. And they get all spiked. And is that kind of like what Paul Daniels used to use on the lovely Debbie McGee? You don't Why know. Why would you think that I know what you're talking about? <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody that. knows what I'm talking about, but some some of the listeners might, um, of a certain age. Um, okay, so you're saying that the Iron Maiden torture device device was used at the in the latter half of the medieval era. Yeah, I mean it's not just a torture device; it's actually a multiple piercing device. <laughs> Which could be really useful oh, in this mom. day and age because, like, people like laser piercings. So you could go, instead of going to Claire's and just getting your ears pierced... What are you on about? You could just, like, get they into get, one of them things and have, like, a whole full body piercing. Mom. You don't get oh, pierced. Don't be so namby-pamby. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, are we talking true or false? I don't know. What's the question? Is it Was it made... The, the the fact is that Iron Maidens existed in the medieval times and yes. were used, but just not as frequently as people thought. True. False. Oh, <laughs> I'm not playing this again. And you know what? Iron Maidens never existed in the medieval times. They were made up in the 18th century. Complete myth. They wow. nev- No one ever used them. They never existed. It's just in the 18th century, people, historians and people who are talking a lot about the Middle Ages... They really wanted to paint the picture that they were like really uncivilized and like barbaric. So they started making up all of these things that they did mm. that weren't true. And one of those things that lasted was the Iron Maidens. So if you ever go to like the Amsterdam Torture Museum or the whatever dungeons and you see like an Iron Maiden, it's complete bullshit. Wow. It's completely made up. Gosh. But it's common knowledge it's common knowledge that they were a medieval torture device. Goodness me, Boris Johnson could use that as his kind of um Boris Johnson. Well, you know, he kind of lies a lot, so um, he could just use it as his sort of um, symbol, his logo. The Iron Maiden. I know they're going to be that popular. Take a drink, Mum. Okay. We're getting through this bottle rather rather well. As we we should. As we should, yeah. Okay. We're on fact... Fact. I, th- I don't know. These are not bloody facts. You're just making it up as you go along. Um, it's like it's like a drinking would I lie to you. Oh, great show. <laughs> would I lie to you? Um, you could have a drinking would I lie I to know. you. I know. Honestly, when I first watched the show, I was like, I might make a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's already really similar to my podcast because I'm lying to of. you half the time. But yeah. I'm just... History themed. Yes. yes. <laughs> would I lie to you? History themed. Cool. Okay. Yeah. No one probably knows what would I like to do. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they do. Okay. Fact number nine. We've got two left. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Fact number nine. Up until the 19th century, there was a job called the Sin Eater in Britain. So when someone died, the Sin Eater would be paid to eat a biscuit that had been placed on the dead body and take in all their sins in the process so that they could go to heaven. And this was an actual job that people made money off of. Wow. Well, I mean, that kind of brings a few things to mind because people were really hungry back then. So, I mean, <laughs> being a sin eater would be a good way of getting something to eat. You had to eat corpse biscuits. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, they weren't made out of corpses, were they? <laughs> no, but they were placed on the corpse for yeah. a period of time. Well, I mean, just wave it over the top or something. <laughs> and how big's the biscuit? I mean, I don't know how big the biscuit is. <laughs> and is it? I mean, what sort of biscuit is it? Like a chocolate chip? Or I mean, that could make a big difference. I mean, I think it would probably have to be quite big if it was a very sinful person <laughs> and small, like one of those little sort of coffee speculus for somebody who was very sort of righteous. What has this got to do with whether it's true or false, the kind of biscuit is? No, it's me working it through my brain as to whether this is true or false. Um, I mean, they wouldn't call it a biscuit, would they? I don't know. Yeah. Why wouldn't they call it a biscuit? Well, I don't know. Did they, did they use the word biscuit in them days or did they use another word like... I mean, like... They didn't. They weren't speaking completely different languages. I'm sure the word biscuit existed. Oh yeah, they were saying biscuit with an American accent, <laughs> weren't they? Um, well, actually, this is after colonisation. Oh so right, yeah. This is course. when they, they've already got the British accent. They've got the British accent now, so they're all having biscuits. Um, would someone eat a wagon wheel that had been waved over a dead body? <laughs> a wagon wheel. Well, or a jammy dodger. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say, oh, God, I'm probably going to get this wrong. Wait, listen, before you give your answer, I just Go Googled on. it. And the word, for anyone who's interested and for yeah. you, the word biscuit first showed up in the 14th century, so way before this. So, yes, it was called a biscuit. Okay, yeah, but that doesn't go along with the blinking story, does it? Why? Were they waving biscuits over dead bodies? <laughs> no, not waving, placing them on top of a dead body. And then someone eats it. And then someone gets paid to eat it and absorb all of their sins through the biscuit. That's a bit of a risk as well <laughs> for the biscuit eater. Because all the, whatever they've died of, if it's something... Tuberculosis. Yeah, like a disease. I mean, how long's the... Bis- all, oh, all I mean, the how much are they... And then, how and much then do they- you want a soggy biscuit? Because... Don't say that. Well, it could be soggy from all the pus. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm going to say false. I mean, nobody's going to put... No, no, yuck. I'm so Ooh. sorry, but it's true. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> right. Take your drink. I've never eaten another bloody biscuit again. <laughs> oh, you're really not doing so well, Mum. I'm sorry. I should have done easier questions. I don't think it's that. <laughs> Why are you blaming yourself? <laughs> I'm blaming the drink. <laughs> the champagne. The Prosecco, sorry. Prosecco. It's not from champagne. It's no. blah, 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 blah. But it's okay. We, we don't mind, you know, we're very European. We don't mind sharing the love with Italy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Since you're losing... Yeah, this is the last question. And this is the last question. Yeah. We should put some stakes on it. Okay. So, Mum. Yeah. That rainbow bag of yours. Yeah. (laughs) So, my mum has this really nice handbag. And it's, like, metallic, shiny, and it's got a rainbow out of sequins. And it's very, like, kindergarten, but then, like, high fashion. But, like, whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I really like it. I borrowed it for Pride last year. It's my favourite bag of hers. I really, really want it. Mum, do you want to play for the bag? <laughs> so, <laughs> my rainbow bag yeah. is is on the line here. Exactly. Last so, question, all or nothing, rainbow bag. So, if I get the question right, you don't get the rainbow bag? Yeah. If you get it wrong, I get the bag. Okay. Should I be putting something on the line here as well? Is there anything of mine that you want? Um, well, actually, there's something already that I'm using of yours is your Sephora big makeup thing. Um, oh, wait, so... the, the makeup palette? Yeah, I'm using it already. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? So... Oh, 
my yeah. god, I left a makeup palette at home in Luxembourg. Are you using it? Yeah, actually, I was going to sort of mention it. Um, and I was going to sort of wipe round the thing so that you didn't know that I was going to use it. Um, but now okay. I've just told you. So, so we're going to play, we're going to play, if if I win, yeah. I get the makeup bag. No, you get I the get rainbow the, no. bag. Okay, so if I win, I get the rainbow bag. Yeah. And if you win, you get my Sephora palette. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Are we playing with these? This is on the line. This is on the line. Okay. All stakes are up. I should have made the last question harder. Didn't think it was going to work out this way. <laughs> okay. Question number 10. Yeah. So much on the line here. Yeah. Shakespeare invented the word flabbergasted. True or false? Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I feel like this whole thing has come full circle i mean he, was he in cahoots with the russians on this <laughs> one or did shakespeare invent the word flabbergasted mm-hmm. how i mean if i say it with an, an american accent flabbergasted that's um, a terrible american accent mom. yeah no i need to practice don't even try um <laughs> so did he invent that word he was great at words he kind of put loads of them together in like plays and stuff and sonnets so he did a lot of word stuff so i'm going to say that is true (gasps) it's false i get the bag i get the bag i'm very happy she gets the bag still gonna use the makeup it's in luxembourg anyway I'm going to take it away from Luxembourg. No, I'll leave it for you. Okay. I, I love my mum and I'll let her use my makeup palette. Oh, but I, I do want the bag, though. <laughs> I'm not going back on that part. Don't worry, you'd have got the bag anyway. Oh, uh, wholesome, oh, cute. God, feeling the love. <laughs> take your drink, mum. Okay, I'm going to drink my drink. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode of Alternative History with my very own mother, who I'm super happy could make it onto the show today. And um, thanks for tuning in. Any last words? Well, I don't think I lost anything because it's just been a lovely evening with my best girl. Um, so <laughs> oh, Mum. I know, I know. Sorry. You embarrassed um, me on the I air. I know. Um, so, it, no, it's, uh, it's been fun and I don't feel like I'm a loser. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, thank you very much for listening. And that's our show. Bye. Oh, you're divine.